well. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help as you shall pray for it with me from the topic, Say Yes. Say Yes. Lord, bless your word. Use me to be a blessing to your people. Give us ears to hear your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Say yes. Among many things, God is known for God's attributes and God's activity in the world. If you want to get to know God on a deeper level, then get to know the attributes that describe the character and nature of our God and pay attention to God's activity in our world. God is known for being faithful and God is known for creating order out of chaos. God is known for being merciful and God is known for turning messes into miracles. God is known for being gracious and God is known for bringing something out of nothing. God is known for being providential and God is known for making a way where there appears to be no way. God is known for being an unconditional loving God and God is known for healing the sick. God is known for being sovereign and God is also known for being a God of opportunity. If you want to get to know God on a deeper level, then become acquainted and familiar with the attributes of God and pay attention to God's activity in the world. According to this familiar New Testament narrative, we encounter God in Christ Jesus blessing a desperate, challenged man with an unexpected opportunity to get well. According to this text, as Jesus makes his way to the holy city of Jerusalem for one of the high holy days of Judaism, Jesus encounters a man who was desperate and challenged. According to the text, this man, along with others, had been by the pool of Bethesda not for 38 days, not for 38 months, but for 38 years. We don't know the age of this man, but this man has been challenged distressed, desperate, and unable to experience healing for 38 years. Others, according to this man's own commentary, have experienced healing because they have had somebody help them get in the water. But this man, for some reason, was unable to experience healing for 38 years. 
For 38 years, he saw other people get healed. For 38 years, he saw other people have their lives turn around. For 38 years, this man was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. For 38 years, this man was always a day late and a dollar short. Yet according to the text, this man is encountered by Jesus as Jesus comes to town. As Jesus, who is omniscient, meaning Jesus knows everything, Jesus knows this man has been in this desperate condition for 38 years. As Jesus encounters this man, Jesus raises the question, Sir, do you want to get well? Seemingly, this question is illogical, insensitive, and nonsensical. Having been there for 38 years, it ought to be obvious this man wants to get well. But Jesus, knowing human nature the way he knows human nature, has to raise the question. After 38 years, you could have inched your way you could have had somebody push you, drag you to make your way into the pool of Bethesda to experience healing. And I hate to put it like this, sometimes despite opportunities that God gives us, despite opportunities to be better, do better, grow, mature, experience healing, it looks like and seems like sometimes we don't really want to get well. I know it seems illogical in 2021. I know it seems crazy. I know it seems backwards. But sometimes in our own lives, let's admit it, we've had opportunities. We've had doors that have been open. We have had blessings. But sometimes we have not walked through the doors. We have not made the most of the moments. Consequently, Jesus is asking us the question, Brother, sister, do you want to get well? The question might not be a question of physical healing, but sometimes it is mental healing. It is psychological healing. It is relational healing. It is the deliverance from low self-esteem. It is the desire to be all that God calls you to be. Can I make it plain on this Sunday morning? Ma'am, sir, do you want to get well? Sir, ma'am, do you want to be free and delivered? Sir, ma'am, do you want to have joy? Sir, ma'am, do you want to be blessed? Sir, ma'am, do you want peace of mind? Sir, ma'am, do you want a knowledge of salvation? Sir, ma'am, do you want to like what you see in the mirror? Sir, ma'am, do you want no drama in your life? Sir, ma'am, do you want to sleep seven hours at night? Sir, ma'am, do you want to get away from toxic Negroes and Negro 
S's. Sir, ma'am, do you want to be a part of something that's holy and healthy and happy? Sir, ma'am, do you want somebody on your arm or to be on somebody's arm who loves God and loves you? Sir, ma'am, do you want to be made whole? And notice as the man responds to this question, what is significant Deacon done by Jesus raising the question, Jesus is giving this man an opportunity to experience something different in life. He has been here for 38 years. 38 years is a long time to go through the same thing every day, every month, every week, every year. But Jesus comes along and gives this man an opportunity to experience something different. By raising the question, Jesus is giving this man an opportunity to be well and to be made whole. What is significant is how the man responds to the question. The man does not immediately, instantaneously, enthusiastically say yes. But the man rather raises a proverbial excuse by saying, I have no one to put me in the water. I wish I could use my sanctified imagination on this Sunday morning. Jesus didn't ask if you had somebody to put you in the water. He just said, sir, do you want to be made whole? He ain't asking, do you have a degree? Have you been admitted? Have you been accepted? Is your credit 700? Y'all ain't talking to me. He just says, sir, do you want to be made whole? And somebody on this Sunday morning needs to make up in their mind when the Lord gives you and I an opportunity the Lord raises the question, do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be blessed? Do you want a promotion? Do you want to see your dreams come true? Let's make up in our mind to say yes. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? And as believers, we got to learn to stop making excuses and say yes. Jesus doesn't ask, do you have, I, he ain't asked, do you have somebody to put you in? He says, do you want to be made whole? Either you do or you don't. You ain't kind of pregnant. You ain't somewhat pregnant. Just say yes or no. Can I preach this? And when the Lord gives us an opportunity, let's just say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to walk through the door, say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to see your dreams come true, say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to experience revival, renewal, and restoration, say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to reconcile when you need to reconcile, say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to be whole and healed and have joy, say yes. When the Lord gives you an opportunity to do something somebody said you would never do, say yes. When the Lord puts a miracle in front of you, say yes. What does this text teach us? 
What about saying yes? The text teaches us when you and I are willing to say yes, we extend an invitation for intervention. Notice the man says, I have no one to put me in. But Jesus does not ask for assistance. Jesus just needs the man to say yes. When you and I are willing to say yes to Almighty God, we are extending an invitation for God to intervene and get involved in our situation. Y'all ain't talking to me this morning. See, when you and I say no, when you and I vacillate, when you and I are wishy-washy, we are basically saying, no, nah, I'm good. I can handle it on my own. But for 38 years, you ought to realize you can't handle some stuff on your own. Can I preach this to somebody who can be honest with yourself? Anybody in here recognize there's some stuff you can't handle on your own? You've been there. You've done that. you tried. You have fallen, tried to get up, but you still laying down, looking up at the ceiling because there's some stuff we cannot handle on our own. But when you and I are willing to say yes to Almighty, God, we give God an invitation to get involved in our lives. The man is laying on a mat, and the man says, I have no one to put me in the water. Jesus doesn't say you need somebody to put you in the water. He just says, pick up your mat and walk. In other words, when you and I say yes, God gets involved in our situation. Do I have anybody here who knows that God can get involved in your situation and turn some stuff around for your good? There's some stuff you are doing right now you never thought you would be doing because God got involved in your situation. There's some testimonies you and I have that we didn't have this time last year or five years ago or ten years ago because we were humble enough to invite God to get in our situation. Every now and then, it just takes you and I not being egomaniacal, not being being hard-headed, not being stubborn, but just saying, God, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I need your help. I need your intervention. I need you to work on me. I need you. When we say yes, we extend an invitation for God's involvement, but I can't stop right there. When you and I say yes, we get an opportunity to overcome opposition. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. Notice the text says this takes place, Brother Telfair, on the Sabbath day. Jews consider the Sabbath day, our Saturday, the holy of holies. There are 613 laws about what you can and cannot do on the Sabbath day. And though this man was healed, can I preach this? Help me, Holy Ghost. You would think this man who had been there for 38 years would have had a welcome party and reception for Jesus healing him after 38 years. But the folk ain't happy, they ain't celebrating, they ain't rejoicing, they ain't enthusiastic. They talking about a man-made tradition. Uh, I know it's the Sabbath day, but you ought not carry the mat on the Sabbath day. Can I preach this? 
There are some folk who just can't be happy when you happy. Go on, preach P-Dub. Don't expect everybody to rejoice when you walk down the aisle. Don't expect everybody to celebrate when you get your breakthrough. Don't expect everybody to celebrate at your graduation. Don't expect everybody to rejoice when you close on your house. Don't expect everybody to party at your promotion. There are some folk who are designated, who have made up in their minds, I got hateration from the crowd of my head to the sole of my feet. And when you happy, I'm going to mean mug. When you rejoice, I'm going to bellyache. When you celebrate, I'm going to complain. But look at what Jesus does. Jesus gives this man an opportunity to overcome opposition. They hate, but he rejoices anyhow. They bellyache, but they are blessing God. And you got to learn, come here, hove. You got to learn how to dust your shoulder off of some folk and go on and celebrate what God does in your life. Can I preach this? And let me help somebody. Let me bless some hater right now. Maybe you ain't got blessed because you got hate in your system. Maybe you don't have what you've been praying for because you specialize in hateration. Maybe the blessing hadn't happened for you because you can't celebrate for your neighbor. But when we learn to celebrate one for another, deliver me from a crab in the barrel mentality. Deliver me from hateration. Deliver me from jealousy. When you learn to celebrate, When I say yes, I extend an invitation for God to get involved. When I say yes, I get an opportunity to overcome opposition. When I say yes, I maximize a moment for the miraculous. Go on, can I preach this? 38 years, this man has been there. Jesus has only been on the scene at this time for two years right now. Not even a solid two years. 38 years, Jesus shows up and a miracle takes place because this man says yes. Every now and then. Let me help somebody right now. We don't know if this was the first time Jesus showed up or was going to be the last time. But there are some moments that are so pregnant with power and potential that you are not miss the moment for your miracle. Sometimes we have missed out on miracles because of procrastination or we have played stuff cheap. Oh, it's going to be there tomorrow. It's going to be there next month. It's going to be there next week. It's going to be there. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. She ain't going nowhere. Howard going to be there. Hampton going to be there. The job going to be there. Nah, honey, you don't know what's going to happen if we haven't learned anything in the past 14 months, life is a vapor. So when God opens the door, we better walk through the door. When God makes a way, we better make the most of the way. When Jesus shows up, we ought to make the most of that moment for a miracle. What if the man said, no, 
miss out on a miracle. All because procrastination, presumption, assuming. But this man says yes. And when the man says yes, Jesus says, take up your bed and walk. And the man who had been challenged, the man who had been disabled, the man who hadn't been able to walk in 38 years, picks up the thing that he had been dependent on and is now a new creation all because he said yes. Y'all ain't talking to me. I dare somebody to make up your mind. I'm going to say yes. When God calls you to forgive, say yes. When God calls you to tithe, say yes. When God calls you to go to second mile, say yes. When God calls you to serve, say yes. When God calls you to let some stuff go, say yes. When God calls you to do something, say yes. Sometimes our obedience is the difference between a miracle and missing out on a miracle. Let me close. When you and I say yes, we give God and we extend an invitation for God to intervene. When we say yes, we get an opportunity to overcome opposition. When we say yes, we maximize the moment of a miracle. But when we say yes, I feel my help coming right now. You and I will find a reason to rejoice. Notice what the text says. The Jews say, who told you uh, to pick up your bed and walk? It is the Sabbath day. You ought not be working on the Sabbath day. And this same man, Dr. Adela, who had been by the pool for 38 years, does not go back to the club, doesn't go back to the bar, doesn't go back to Jeho. Y'all ain't talking to me. But the man makes his way back to the temple of God. They couldn't find him around the pool because the man had gone back to God's house. And I wish I could help somebody right now. I wish I could use my imagination. The same man who had been down was now praising God. The same man who was crippled was now rejoicing. The same man who was down was now celebrating. When you and I say yes, We'll have reasons to rejoice. Do I have anybody here on a Sunday morning in April who got a reason to rejoice? I was blind, but now I see. I was sick, but now I'm healed. I got a testimony of what God can do through the pandemic. I didn't miss my mortgage, didn't miss any mails. Through the pandemic, I didn't get COVID. I saw folk healed. I still got my job. I still got my mind. Lost a few things, but I'm still standing. I'm still surviving, and I got reasons to rejoice. Let me help somebody. Let me go old school. He woke me up this morning. I said he started me on my way. I got running in my feet. I got clapping in my hands. I got joy in my heart. I got sense in my head. I got a shout in my throat. Yes, I do. I said I got reasons to rejoice.
rejoice. Go on and holler with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just say yes. Just say yes. It don't matter if you got nobody to put you in. He ain't ask you that. I don't have the education. I don't have the qualifications. I don't have the experience. I ain't married. I don't have the children. I don't have the profile. I don't have the look. We ain't ask you that. All I want you to do is say yes. Sometimes we overthink the blessings of God. Stop overthinking yourself out of blessings. We know you smart. You don't got to prove nothing. Somebody right now, God is saying, God saying, follow me. Accept me as your savior. Just say yes. He's telling somebody, join Watch Chapel, Missionary Baptist Church. Say yes. Go to the Contact Us tab and fill out the membership form. Accept Jesus as your savior. Say yes. Let's not make it complicated. It ain't rocket science. In the Pythagorean theorem, it ain't pi. Say yes. You want to go to out to eat? Yes. Y'all remember middle school? You want to be my girlfriend? Yes. No. I don't know. Maybe. Check. Do you want him as your savior? Yes. Do you want to join Watch Chapel? Yes. Do you want to be in his will? Say yes. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Come say yes, God. Yes, Lord. Say yes.
Hey, Watch Chapel, this is your pastor. Welcome to worship on this another Lord's Day. We are excited that you are in worship on this another Lord's Day. We are shouting out our friends and family all across the U.S. We're shouting out our international audience. We are shouting out people from Carson, California to Brandon, Florida to the Midwest, to Arkansas, back up to the DMV, all 100 counties in the state of North Carolina, and the Triangle, the 919 and the 984. We are glad you are tuning in to worship on this day. Parents, we're encouraging you to log in today from 11.30 a.m. to 12 noon for virtual children's nursery. You can make your way to the website and log in to the children and youth webpage on our website so our young people can be exposed to the good news of the gospel.